Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Podcast One presents Off the Vine Great Therapy. Caitlin Bristow is going to answer your questions, drink to your confessions, and hear what you have to say about anything Bachelor. Let's shake it up some more. Here's Caitlin. crowd i like this crowd it's like a little boozy brunch moment and i'm just like really feeling it how are you guys doing they are lit yeah you phoenix on is a scale lit. of one to ten how lit are we right now how uh, lit are we on spade and sparrows right now you guys, I have two shows today, and I've already... I think I had, like, a half of a sandwich, two shots of tequila, and two glasses of wine. That sounds right. That sounds right. It's going to get weird tonight. You guys... Well, it'll get weird here today. Don't worry. But tonight, it's going to get extra weird. Like, you guys got the good show, because I'm going to be, like, a kind of a piece of shit later. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I... Like, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, what city am I in today? And that happened to me this morning. Legit had no idea where I was. Uh, Jason's going to hate me for telling this story, but he wasn't in the bed beside me. And I was like, huh? But I didn't drink last night. So I wasn't like, okay, we're in a fight. We don't fight. Um, and, and so I was like, where? And then I realized that in the middle of the night, I got so mad at him for snoring. Cause I was like, I need my rest for two shows. And he was doing a little snore thing. And, and he was so cute because he went and slept out on the pull-out couch so that I could have a good no. sleep. Yeah. Oh. Wait, he shouldn't get mad at me for telling that story. But it's like, he's like, don't tell everybody I snore. <laughs> but he snores. The important question is, where did Ramen sleep? Oh, so he, he stayed with me. Oh. But, but then he switched in the morning when he realized Jason wasn't in there. He went to find him. So it's like equal love, you know? Is it hot in here? I'm sweating. Maybe it was Phoenix like, is hot. Maybe Phoenix it was those hot. dance moves I did on the way out here. Yeah. I feel or like, the leather pants. Or the leather pants. Wearing. I know I thought about Ross when I was going pee. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I get the nervous shits every time. Every time. I'm like... I get all excited to go and I'm like, I'm excited to see everybody and like feel the crowd's energy. And then I'm like, I'm also going to shit my pants. Um, so I did. Well, I almost did the leather pants, you know, when Ross makes the paste and I always oh, think yeah. about that when I wear these. Thank you guys. I know everybody here probably watches friends. Uh, so, okay. How close are we to Scottsdale from here? Close. And how many of you are not from here? What? You guys had to think about that for a second. You're like, um, woo! Alabama? Alberta? What? Liar. Really? Where? Let's hear the accent. Yeah. You're from Edmonton. Oh my gosh. That's like basically my home. That's where I was born. Oh, that's awesome. Well, welcome. Thank you. Are you here? Oh, let me guess. Your family has a property out here because it's cold as f in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. That's my mom. Uh, my mom and my stepdad have a place out here too, and it's the most genius thing they've ever done because I get to also reap the benefits. I love it here. I absolutely love Arizona. I feel like everybody. 
Wait, what's, what's your team? I feel like I have to say, like, Cardinals. go Cardinals! Oh. The Phoenix Suns? Go Suns! Hey! Oh, I thought you guys were going to get a lot more hype than that. Usually I say, like, whatever team is there, and everyone goes, like, buck wild. Oh, everyone's not... Oh, you guys all just came here from somewhere else, so you're... Okay. Sounds like Nashville. That's... What? Sounds like Nashville. Everybody yeah, comes like from somewhere else. That's exactly me. right. Brandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to have you here. It's uh, Brandy's first... Um, well, it was Blake the rest of the time. Yeah. Brandy's here now. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, nobody loves Blake Horseman more than me. I came to his defense so hard on yeah. VIP, but... I am such a better DJ. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let I me tell so you. I got so many stories sent to me on Instagram of people videoing Blake and being like, LOL, can you help him out? <laughs> he, he legit... Now, I don't know. So I did a podcast with Nick in LA, and I... They had a little bit of beef online or something. I guess Nick was a little bit hard on him. And when, when like, we all come out to a song, and when Nick came out, it was just... He didn't put on a song. And I was like, ooh, that's dirty. <laughs> Putting up palm trees yeah, everywhere yeah, for Nick. Yeah, it you was it was just awkward. And then I made him put on a song and made Nick go back into the curtain and then come out again. So you he, made it more awkward. He needed to have his woman. And then Blake was like, <laughs> Blake uh, was legitimately like the drunkest I've seen him every show. Well, clearly you weren't at Stagecoach. <laughs> I was not. I definitely heard about it, and there was definitely a lot of stagecoach jokes that went on through this tour. Yeah. Um, I think he actually took home a couple vinos, too, which is... <laughs> I, I can say that because he admitted it on one of the shows, so I'm not, not well. saying anything behind his back, but that dirty dog. <sighs> that dirty dog. Great guy, though. Great guy. <laughs> one of the best. Love him. He's got a really great heart. He does. He uh, does, though. He, he really That's does. That's the thing. <laughs> he, really he really does. does. He's just a hot guy who came off a show getting a lot of attention from girls, and, the, the, and he gives the attention back. Yeah. Yeah. So sue him. Um, sue him. Winner of 16 Emmys and three Golden Globes, Amazon original The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel returns for an eagerly awaited new season on December 6th. Hailed as one of the best shows on the small screen of any genre by deadline, this season takes Midge and Susie on a comedy tour through the U.S. with stops in Miami, Las Vegas, and L.A. Filled with original music, sweeping dance numbers, award-winning costumes, and some of the most lush production design on TV, it's 1960, man. The time to see why this beloved series is a modern marvel. Watch the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Watch now only on Amazon Prime Video. How many men are in the crowd tonight? Two. Wow, loud and proud. Thank you. I see two. I saw... You look like my friend over there, so I keep like making awkward eye contact with you because I'm like, do I know you? I don't, right? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so three, four, yeah. Um, I just always like to warn the guys just because I'm like, do you know what you're getting into tonight or today? Do, yeah? They're you saying, love it? They're saying no. <laughs> yeah. That's commitment. That's yes. Big deal. I don't know 
if you guys all heard that, but he said he was promised a blowjob after this. Yes, you do deserve that. And good for you for knowing he deserves that. That's amazing! <laughs> but I will say, I, you, I will entertain you, okay? There's that. It's not going to be super painful for you, except you did choose the wrong seat, because now I'm going to call you out for everything. What's your name? Jono. Jono. Wait, I had another... Oh, no, it was... There was a guy, Skip, that sat front row, who is about 80 years old at one of my shows. <laughs> and we talked a lot about anal. And I just kept... I'd automatically go to Skip and then be like, uh, nah. <laughs> Have you guys seen Superbad? Yeah. yeah. You know when Michael Sarah's like in class and he's like looking at that girl's boobs and she catches him and, and she looks up and then he looks at her and he's like... <laughs> That's what I kept doing with Skip. We'd talk about something so... And I'd be like... <laughs> it got weird. Anyways... I'm really excited for today's show. I'm really excited you guys uh, chose to have your Saturday afternoon spent with me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. It's going to be weird. And uh, I'm really excited about my guest. I listened to her interview on um, the Oprah's Soul Sunday. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. I think so. Super Soul Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that one. I was just... I just can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's so sweet. She's so well-spoken. She speaks in front of crowds that are like 3,000 people. Like, she's a motivational speaker. Let me give her a little intro. Not only has she competed on Dancing with the Stars, as well as The Amazing Race, but she also has three Olympic medals. She's a motivational speaker, best-selling author, a clothing designer, the co-founder of the Adaptive Action Sports Organization, and there's uh, the little fact that she herself overcalled her a hero, Okay. Oprah called her a hero. She's done all this while simultaneously overcoming physical and mental obstacles, but those obstacles have made her everything she is today. I am so excited for you to hear her story. Please welcome to the stage my guest, Amy Purdy. I am so excited. This is okay. I had the nervous shits too. And <laughs> like I, I speak to huge crowds, but the small crowds are crazy. I know. I agree. It's yeah. big crowds. I always try to think about it, about Instagram stories and how many people watch the Instagram stories, and I'm like, oh dang. And then it's like yeah. a small intimate crowd. And you guys are like the real powerful ones who care too. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like we are and, all, and, and we can see your faces. Yeah, and it's 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 fun, but it's kind of nerve wracking too. It is for a minute, for a minute, just then for we'll a minute. We'll be good. Yeah, and then you realize how everyone's just like so happy to be here, yeah. and you're like, we're doing okay, guys. Yeah, we're yeah, all gonna be okay, okay together okay. today. Yeah. And, and a little drunk. I have to say, too, this was the first time that I crutched on my crutches, kind of buzzed. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> yes! You, well, you nailed it. I'm on the same diet as Caitlin right now, and yes. I was like, take a step, crutch, take a step, crutch. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, God. But you're a no person problem. who is very in the moment, so yeah. you're probably focusing on moment. just that one. Yeah, yep. that's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm. You guys are in for such a treat. Obviously, the fact that you just, Oprah called you a hero and wanted you to be on her show, like, it, it's for a reason. You you say that you don't want people to, to hear your story and say oh, that you're so inspirational and that you're an inspiration. You want people to be inspired and live an inspirational life, right? Right. Yeah. So explain, yep. I mean, for people who don't know Amy, she, she's got her, I want you to tell the story because you tell it beautifully and, and I just think it's important that everybody here knows who I'm sure you already do know, but 
just to tell a little bit of your story um, and a, a brief little background on, on just even how you started snowboarding as a child and what that led to. Yeah, so, I mean, okay, let's see. So, the first part of that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I never want people to really sit back and go, okay, it's inspiring what she's done, but, you know, I can never do that myself. Like, my hopes is that everybody would say, hey, if she can do that, then I can do that yeah, as well. I love Because we all have challenges. We all have obstacles. We all have to work through stuff, and it's really just being flexible and adapting to your situation, embracing it, and then that's when you really thrive, and it doesn't matter what your, you know, what your circumstances are. Yeah. So, but it took me a long time to learn that. So, um, I actually, I grew up in Las Vegas, not many Olympic snowboarders. Is there Vegas? Yeah. Vegas? Las Vegas? I heard a woo. Oh, um, so, I grew up in Vegas. Yeah, not many Olympic snowboarders come from Vegas, mm-hmm. but um, there's ski resorts outside of Vegas, and I fell in love with snowboarding. I knew it was going to be something I'd do for the rest of my life, and so I became a massage therapist because my thought was I could travel the world and have this job that right. would travel with me, and then suddenly my life took a detour. This is when I was 19 years old, and I contracted something called meningococcal meningitis. We have no idea how I got it. Um, it's kind of spread like the flu or the cold, so somebody could have sneezed on me. Right. You know, maybe that's how and I got it. And some people's body can fight that in some cases. Is that yeah, what it is? It's a weird thing because one in four people are carriers of it, so it's wow. like it's actually a common bacteria, but it's not common to get sick from. Okay. But when you do get sick from it, like my immune system just didn't fight it off, um, then it can be really deadly. And they say it's something like, it's like 80% deadly within the first 15 hours. Like wow. it hits wow. you really hard. You think you have the flu, but then you're like suddenly dying. Right. And that happened um, to me. I remember actually, I remember I was laying in bed, not feeling well. And um, I, I heard this voice say, Amy, get up and look in the mirror. And as I was sitting up, I realized something was really wrong, and my heart was beating out of my chest, and I was shaky, and I was so weak. And I scooted to the edge of the bed, I put my feet on the floor, and I stood up, and I realized that I couldn't feel my feet. And I glanced to the floor, I saw that my feet were purple, I glanced at my hands, I saw my hands were purple, and then I looked at my reflection in the mirror, and my nose, my chin, and my cheeks were purple as well. I, it hit like that, and I was dying, and I, I knew it, and I was rushed to the emergency you room. You knew? And, you, could, you knew? Yeah, right then. It was, it was just an overwhelming. I, I mean, I was so sick just in that moment, but it got there so fast. I thought yeah. I had the flu, and then suddenly I was like, oh, God, like, this, is, this is bad. Something's this wrong. Is bad. Yeah. So rushed to the emergency room and ended up being in the hospital for three months. I ended up um, losing both of my legs below the knees to septic shock. That's what happened. Actually, it's a pretty amazing thing. Your body, to try to save you and to save your organs, your body pulls blood from your extremities to save your organs. So, you know, you can look at things like, God, that's like so shitty. Or it's like, that's a miracle. It is. crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've always had, you've always been sort of, um, a, uh, I remember you saying you're a daydreamer and you've always yep. kind of been like a person who visualizes things and, and yep. I feel like you have a just really good attitude about everything, but you've always been that way, right? You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hard to say where I would be right now if none of this had happened. But I'll tell you guys what. So I have an injury right now that's really hardcore. Um, It's like the biggest thing I've gone through since I lost my legs when I was 19. I injured my popliteal artery last year. And I ended up up with a blood clot from my hip down to every artery of my left leg. And it happened just like that. And um, I had five surgeries over the last nine months totally to save my leg. I, totally traumatizing, yeah. even harder than when I lost my legs 20 years ago. Really? Because yeah, because 
I, I think I've just, um, it's, I've put so much into getting where I'm at today. And my legs, my prosthetics are like, they're an extension of me. Of course. And I, I identify with them. So mm-hmm. to think that, you know, you can lose even more. Yeah. Um, but yet here I know people, I have so many friends who are above the knee amputees, who are amazing athletes, who are in wheelchairs, amazing athletes. Like I'm in the right community to like know that everything's going to be okay. Wow. And I've been there before. But I'll tell you what, I mean... There are times when shit gets hard and you just have to like know that you have to believe that you will get through it. And you have to believe that like everything's temporary, everything, good things are temporary, bad things are temporary. And like your body's going to change or circumstances are going to change or somebody's going to step in the picture and help you. And so that's, that's like very slowly what I've kind of worked through this year. All right, let's talk about LaCroix. LaCroix's 25 flavors are derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. That means if you're like me and my fam, you know you can actually feel good about drinking LaCroix because you know you're putting natural sources in your body while enjoying your beverage. They've got distinctive packaging, robust aroma, and natural essences, which make LaCroix the innocent alternative for health-conscious consumers. LaCroix has been so important for me in trying to be healthier and more conscious of what I consume. It's truly innocent. The most recent flavor I I tried is coconut and I'm definitely loving it. There are 25 LaCroix flavors. The newest addition to the family is hibiscus. The LaCroix family also includes six LaCroix Curate flavors that have a bolder flavor profile and four Nicola flavors, all inclusive in the same innocent nutritionals. Enjoy LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. LaCroix Sparkling Water is available nationwide. For a full list of retailers, visit www.lacroixwater.com. And for more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water. I don't know how old you were, but your neighbor down the street had lost both of his legs before this had happened to you. Yeah. And tell us that story because I remember listening to it and thinking that's that's wild that all these things in life always seem to prepare you without you even it's knowing crazy. it yeah. for what you're going to go through in life. And this story to me really stood out because I was like, that's so wild to me yeah. that you actually put yourself in a position right. to think, what would I do without yeah. both of my legs? Yeah. I mean, it's almost a little scary. My husband calls me a witch because (laughs) whenever I'm like, I wonder what that would be like, bam, I get a phone call and we're there the next week or something. So I'm like, I got to be careful what you put out there. But in this situation, yeah, I, um, I had never, you know, met anybody who had prosthetic legs or went through anything I went through. So, but my mom had told me right before all that happened, before I was 19 and before all that happened, actually like literally like a month Mm -hmm. before I lost my legs and got sick. Um, my mom told me about uh, her friend's son who just lost his legs oh, yeah. below the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had something called meningitis, and, we, and it was traumatizing. And I remember sitting in the bathtub that night, looking at my legs and my feet, and thinking, what would I do without my legs? How would I live my life? And actually thinking about it. And I thought to myself, I would roll myself off a cliff. That is what I would do. Yeah. Like, there is no way I could live my life without my legs. A month later, the same exact thing happens to me. A month. Isn't that crazy? And then you realize, like, oh, no, I got this. Like, I'm still the same person. Like, now it's just, I know it sounds easy, and it wasn't. No. But it's like, you, f- you definitely find a strength that you didn't know you had. Well, because you're forced with a choice yeah. at one point, And I know you don't, you didn't ever want to feel like a victim to yeah. it. And I, just to point out this, this 
what, it, say it again. I can't say it, pronounce it. Me- uh, meningitis. Oh, right. Oh, I or thought you had a very fancy word. Um, so it was a, <laughs> it was like meningitis. I don't know. Menin- menin- you said, Wait, yeah. what did I say? Oh, meningococcal. Did yeah, I sorry. That? Yes, yeah. that's what I was you trying to say, but to I can't. say the fancy Okay, stuff. meningitis. We'll be right back with more Off the Vine. Great therapy. Now back to Off the Vine. Great therapy. There is a less than 2% chance of you surviving. Yeah, yeah. And and in fact, when this was happening and you went into surgery, you went in very aware that you were going to lose both of your legs and you went in with a choice. And I think yeah. a lot of people in that moment would feel like giving up. Yeah. And um, you, you thought of certain things about life that you enjoyed that you wanted to still enjoy later. And... And you actually felt your last heartbeat on that table. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm like so... This. I'm just... I listened to the Oprah. <laughs> I shouldn't have done I'm like, I don't want to make it like the same interview as Oprah because nobody can do that. But I'm just... I just love... I want people to hear the story. Yeah. I, I So I rarely tell this story. Oh. Actually, I told it to Oprah. And I put it in my book, and that's about it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, no, it's good. So... Um, <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to tell me. No, it's okay. I'm just kidding. So... <laughs> I, I've only told Oprah this. Yeah, okay, so well, now I feel blessed. No, <laughs> um, but so when I, yeah, so I entered the hospital. I mean, I was really, it was like they gave me less than a 2% chance of living. Yeah. I had about two hours left to live. They told my parents that um, because this infection was through my blood and all my organs were failing. And at one point, it was about two days later, I was in a coma. And um, my stomach was getting bigger, and they knew I was internally bleeding, but they couldn't move me because I was so weak and so unstable that just to move me, like, my heart rate would go up, my mm-hmm. blood pressure would crash, um, but they realized, like, we got to get her in CAT scan to see what's going on, and so it took something like like 13 hours and eight doctors to move me from the table to the CAT wow. scan table, just by literally, like, fingertip by fingertip, just slowly moved me to the CAT scan table, and then they put me into the CAT scan, and they saw that my spleen, if it hadn't already burst, it was about ready to. So, um, and if it did, I would die. So they had to rush me into emergency surgery, which at this point I already had a 2% chance of living, and then right. they're putting me into surgery. And I remember being in that surgery. I remember... What? What was it? A uh, ramen. He'll come out later. Don't worry. There's ramen. I know. Here. He is very I know. Exciting. I freak out too. I, I was like that too. I was he'll, like, he'll come out. Who's, who's the idiot that just walked him by right now? Just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Well, he definitely, um, the second half, we're going to play so many games. Ramen's going to come out. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I remember being on, um, in that emergency, or not in the emergency room, in the surgical operating room, and I, rem- I knew I was in surgery for something, my heart was beating out of my chest, and I remember my doctor, who I'd never really met before, because I was in a coma, but I remember my doctor talking to me and saying, Amy, whatever it is you believe in, think about that right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I believe in love. Yeah. I believe in love. Like, that's what creates everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then all of a sudden, my heart was beating just out of my chest. And I remember just kind of having my last heartbeat because I, I, I lost my breath. And I thought, that was it. That was my last heartbeat. And I it pushed me out of my body. And suddenly, I was in this space. And I thought to myself, I know where I'm at. Like, I know what just happened. And I saw these three silhouettes in front of me. And I didn't recognize them. But... They were going like this with their hands, and they were saying, you can come with us or you can stay. 
And I remember getting so frustrated and, and, and going like, no, like every bit of energy in my body, no, because I haven't fallen in love yet. Like yeah. I haven't lived my life yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the things I loved. And I started thinking about the things I love. I started thinking of little things. I started thinking of the smell of a campfire. Or like the taste of hose water as a kid. Really? You know, that metallic taste. I'm like, I can't give that up. And, and, but I started thinking of all these sensory things that are like, you know, who cares? Like arms or legs or whatever. Like clearly, like I, mm-hmm. I want to live my life and there's these things to live for. And so, um, so, and then all of a sudden I remember this kind of light on my shoulder kind of telling me like, not like, telepathically I don't know just somehow telling me um that like life is crazy like you chose to stay and and there's going to be ups and downs but it's all going to make sense in the end Mm -hmm. and so when I woke up from the coma that I was in I knew I was facing losing both of my legs below the knee I knew I was facing a kidney transplant um I knew my life was going to be different forever but I had that that like that faith that no matter what happens it's all going to make sense in the end and that sticks with me. There's a lot of that, that that kind of formed me into who I am today. Of course. Because, A, I made the choice. Yeah. I could have, if I wanted um, to leave, I could have taken the easy way out, yeah. right? And so why be here and complain about my situation? I chose to be here. And then um, also just going through stuff like I went through this year. It's like, okay, this is hard. Yeah. Nothing prepares you for this, but just kind of having that awareness. I had that moment. I believe that moment so much. And what it told me is that it's all going to make sense in the end. So just know that. And, and it does, because now you speak in front of so many people. You, I know you don't like to think of it as inspirational, but it is. And, and I mean, a lot of us have inspirational stories, and yours is one of them. And, and it's just everyone has a different path and different story. But you're now doing things that I think you knew all your life you had a bigger purpose and who knew that that would be the route that you took to get there but now you are there and you're helping people you're motivating people you like tell us about your three medals like you went on dancing with the stars you competed on the amazing race like what (laughs) and you almost won like you almost won dancing with the stars yeah Yeah, you've just done so many things that are just like incredible and you you really did you knew there would be a reason why and now you're living your why yeah it's um so just going back to something that you just said it's like I always knew I wanted to travel the world I always knew I wanted stories to tell I always knew I wanted more wine yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm so rude oh my god go on (laughs) (laughs) yes rosé hit me please it is the rosé yeah Sorry, I'm such an asshole. I'm a basic rosé girl. Perfect. We're like, wine, we need wine. Um, but no, I always wanted to do the things I'm doing today, but it took a massive detour to get here. Absolutely. And so I always say you never know when your detours will lead you to your destiny. Yes. You know, you think that there's a side track or like some crazy obstacle to stop you, but you never know if that's exactly what's going to like unleash what's really inside And no you. matter on what scale, I think some people feel here probably like you're at a, you're on a detour or you're like lost or you don't know where you're going but we've all felt that way and we all will continue I'll all feel that way again at some point in my life it's I felt that way a year ago and yeah. everything just changed and and everything that you go through in life really does take you to where you're supposed to be right and so yeah. for anyone going through anything right now yeah you're on the right path yeah yeah you really are it, it, it'll all make where sense you've always wanted to be and it will always make you would sense never know. No. and yeah when it came to like 
yeah, the Paralympics, Dancing with the Stars. I mean, I could go into Dancing with the Stars for a while. It's pretty, it, it was such a crazy experience. Of course. But just to even get to that point, so I actually, um, I ended up making a pair of feet that I could snowboard in. So that's really how I started snowboarding again with prosthetic legs. So you just, like, because you, when, when you went through all this, you were like, snowboarding was a passion of yours. Yeah. And you, you decided, well, it's not like I'm not going to not snowboard again. Right. I'm going to make my own feet and snowboard, goddammit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what yeah. you did. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so actually when I was being wheeled into the operating room and I was going to lose my legs and I was totally aware of it and it was the scariest situation of my life, mm-hmm. literally the only amputees I've ever seen in my life are like wounded veterans sitting on a corner in a wheelchair right. begging for food. Like that is my, that was my vision of what my life could be like. Yeah. But so I needed to change that narrative for myself so I could get through it. So being wheeled into the operating room, I gave myself three, kind of three goals. And the first one was that I wasn't going to feel sorry for myself ever. And I wasn't a victim. And I, I wasn't going to I do like love that because yeah. how many, I, I probably would have done the opposite. I don't, yeah, of course, you don't know what you would feel until you're in the situation, but so many people could choose. Yeah. Well, and I think too, because a lot of people felt sorry for me, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, my family, they yeah. were all heartbroken. And I thought that it actually, it does not feel good to feel sorry for yourself. No. I don't want to be there. Right. So that was the first goal. The second one was that I would somehow help other people through this journey. And then the third was that I would snowboard that year because, so it happened in July. Wow. I was like, I'm going to snowboard this year because I've never missed a season of snowboarding before. So I made that my you goal did. and you did it. And I did. And so, but it didn't, <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. But it didn't go like quiet. Don't get too excited. (laughs) I mean, I don't care. I don't care. I like, so I got up on my snowboard and um, I was with a couple friends and I had my two prosthetic legs and didn't, you know, didn't have anything really set up that good. I just wanted to see how it felt. And I kind of rode over to my heel edge and everything felt fine. And then I went to go to my toe edge and shot down the mountain. I hit this bump. I fell. My goggles went one way. My, like my beanie went the other way and my legs still attached to my snowboard went flying (laughs) down the mountain. And I heard a lady scream from the chairlift. Which I'm, I know she racked up years of therapy bills after that because that's like the last thing you ever want to see when you're learning to ski or snowboard. It's like, I swear, this girl's legs came flying off. No, no, no. Oh my God. So that was like, that was the beginning of my Olympic career. And like, who would have thought? Like, who would have thought to be in that situation that I would ever go on to win medals and do Dancing with the Stars? And I mean, it's, life is crazy. I mean, I clap for anyone who does that anyways. Like, it's just such an accomplishment no matter what, you know? I don't know. You probably don't know this about me. I don't know if anyone does. I've I've said it on a couple live podcasts, but I don't know if I've ever aired it because I always always want to respect somebody else's privacy, too. But I actually dated someone who went through um, meningitis and lost his hearing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm deaf in my left ear, too. Yeah, Yeah. and that's usually... Is that is hearing usually the first thing to go, right? Yeah, hearing's a big one. And I remember they they said, you're so lucky your hearing didn't go. And, like, days later, half my hearing went. Really? Yeah. But it's, again, it's so amazing. Like, okay, when I first met my husband, um, so he lived in Crested Butte, uh, Colorado, and yeah. I was in Las Vegas, and the paper, the Sunday paper, did a story on me, and this was like days after we met, and the headline was, 
girl who lost her legs, kidneys, hearing, spleen, like survives to tell the story. And I was like horrified because, and my husband, he called and he goes, I heard you were in the paper today. You know, we were dating at that time. And oh, I was yeah. like, no. Oh, he didn't that. know well, that he your story knew. yet? Okay. So my husband knew we met in Crested Butte. He knew I had prosthetic legs, but I didn't tell him about my kidney transplant. Cause I mean, that's a lot to unload at first, right? You meet somebody, you're like, so by the way, like here's everything. So I was like, I'm going to just ease him into like what right. I've gone through. It's not a big deal. And then all of a sudden it's like the headline of the Sunday paper and his yeah. brother happened to live in Vegas. And so he like faxed him at that time, faxed him, yeah. the, you know, faxed him the, the cover. And I was like, damn it. Because when you see it, like when you see it written out, like yeah. I lost my legs, I lost my kidneys, I lost my spleen, yeah, I lost the hearing wants, in my left ear. Right. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to lose. Right. Um, but I've never really, you know, I, it's taught me to like compartmentalize. I've never really looked at it like that. If you, right. there's like, there's something called stacking. And if you stack all the shit on top of you, you can get crushed underneath it. Right. Yes. Or you can just kind of like um, compartmentalize and deal yeah. with each thing at a time and you realize oh I got this now I got to move on to this okay I got this yeah so like my hearing it, I don't even think about it it's right. crazy I don't hear it I don't wear a hearing I don't hear it actually <laughs> when I don't want to hear my husband snore I just sleep on the side <laughs> and it's wow. silent so wow. it's a benefit that actually. is a benefit <laughs> yeah I remember um, the guy that I dated he had two of the um, I don't know if it's cochlear or cochlear That's implants cochlear. and and if we were ever arguing, he would just take them out. <laughs> and he'd be it's, like, yeah. And I, okay. I would be like, touche, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the holidays are a time for giving, and that means a time for spending too. Lots of spending. We all know that. So here's a thought. Why not add earning a little extra cash for your holiday plans by selling all the stuff that you don't use on Mercari? It's easy. It'll help make space for that holiday haul. You know Mercari, the selling app that makes selling your stuff fast and easy? Here's what you do. You go through your home, find all that good stuff that you just don't use anymore. You know the stuff that you feel like you will use, but you never do. Like the phone in the drawer, the jeans you only wore once, the handbag hiding in the back of your closet. Then you take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions of buyers. It's super easy. Mercari even emails you a shipping label when it sells. The app has over 500,000 reviews on the App Store with an average rating of 4.8 stars. So why not just give it a try? And you can use Mercari to buy gifts too, because with millions of sellers, you never know what treasures you'll find. Finally, an app that makes you money. Check out Mercari and lighten the load this holiday. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. Clear out your closets, fill up the piggy bank on Mercari. Again, that's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. We're going to play games. We're going to confess. Brandy, do you have a confession? You know what? I don't think I'm ever going to beat the one from the last tour about the tampon. Well, you do you guys remember you that? You one? might have to tell I'm him that. Oh. Nothing. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Because I just, every time I think of one, I'm like, it's not as good as the tampon story. I know. I know. Yeah. Your tampon one, it was gold. It was, it was, it was Diamond con- content gold. Diamond status. Um, okay, well, I mean, I don't have a confession, but I feel like all my guests are always prepared. So you, you have one, right? You have one for us? What? Kardashian? Oh, the Kardashian. Oh. oh, so you didn't listen to Thursday and Friday's podcast. Uh, 
a job. <laughs> I think, did I hear this in the car today? Yeah. Okay. I basically just made an ass of myself in front of the Kardashians and like walked up to them like I knew them and was like, hey guys. And they were like, hey, you. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I pretended they knew who I was. And then, um, and then I just kind of told them that I find them comforting and that I fall asleep to them. And then I started bowing down and then I just... Yeah. Just removed myself from the situation. <laughs> just, I was like, like I, I didn't even realize I did it, but Jason caught it on, on camera. And I literally was just like, they were all like this to me. Like, like I was some little dumb kid coming over. And I was like this, backing away from them, like trying to get to my seat, bowing down to the Kardashians. And I was reading my, off of my Facebook group and some girl who I think she kind of looks, I think she kind of has it out for me to be honest, which is weird that she's on my page, but she was like, I find it the most embarrassing that she worships the Kardashians. (laughs) And I was like, I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to deny it for a long time. I was like, those Kardashians. Right. But you secretly, but I'm like, those girls are boss ass bitches who are very, very fascinating. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Anyways, that's mine. Um, okay, my confession is not, uh, I don't, it's not Kardashian confession. Okay. So my, I hope, like, not a lot I don't of us even have know. Those. I'm like, this is crazy, because it's like, I, ha- I don't think I've shared this story before. Yes. Um, so, okay, let's see. Where do I start? So, I ones? was doing, I was doing um, a World Cup race in Europe, and traveling home, and it was like a 15-hour flight, so Whoa. I used to get really, really sick on airplanes. Oh. I mean, I, so sick that I thought there's no way I could ever travel for work, and now that's all I do is right. travel for work. Do you still get sick on planes? No, but I'll oh. tell you what happened. Okay. I'll tell you after the story what happened, okay. actually. So I was on this airplane, and I had like 13 hours probably on that one plane, and I got so sick right as the plane was taking off, <gasps> and I, I threw up. I was like searching. I had like stole my neighbor's throw-up bag, I'm sure. Oh, no. So I threw up in this bag, and then I just had it sitting in my lap, and then all of a sudden I felt warm, and I was like, oh, God, no. And it was Wait. like halfway. Yeah, okay, the bag broke. Okay, I was like, you either peed yourself or the bag broke. No, okay. the bag broke. And so, and then it's like we were oh, like no. going up in the air, and I was like, this is hell. This is horrible. This is like 13 hours like this. So I went to the bathroom. There was like a two story bathroom in this plane. Oh, fancy. And I got in there and I took all the paper cloths that I could and cleaned the whole area, like made it my own, got undressed, washed everything in the sink. And ha- I was standing there. I looked at myself in the mirror at one point, I had my snowboard hat and snowboard boots on, and that's it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and my clothes were just like hung to dry in there. Oh my and then God. I realized I got to wait until these dry. Right. I was, I was in thinking. there for like four hours. I just, I just, I sat in there, read my book and I was like, were people not knocking? Like, well, luckily it was like a two-story plane, so oh, or so like a two-story a bathroom. So like you know, there were other bathrooms that were open, but I was like, I I can't I can't go anywhere. Oh I was in there gosh. for hours through like all the turbulence and like you know, oh and just like just trying. And I take all these um, paper cloths and like try to soak my you know I washed my clothes with soap and water. They were clean, but I was like trying to dry them. Oh, that's and so then, sad. It's so sad. And then I ended up sitting on the plane like with damp clothes for another like 10 hours it was horrible that sounds, that sounds terrible yeah okay so maybe not the funniest confession but that no, was funny. like i mean it's horrible it's, it's funny now it's funny now oh in god in the moment that sounds like that's like my worst well one i have like the biggest fear of throwing up and two like 
13 hours on an airplane? Yeah, in yeah, and just in damp and, pukey clothes. Yeah, and then and then and then just standing in the bathroom like, you know, Naked. hanging your clothes to dry. Like I looked in the mirror, I was like this is so sad. I'm like <laughs> beanie and snowboard boots. But at like, least you're on like a really nice airplane. I was on a great airplane. Thank God. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would have done if I was on like, you know, if we were all sharing one bathroom. So So thank God you don't get sick on flights anymore. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say this is what's really cool. So that was before I did the amazing race. And when my husband and I got the amazing race, that was before we got married. I knew, well, I got to figure this thing out. Yeah. I cannot be throwing up on airplanes, traveling yeah. all over the world. I literally willed myself into not getting sick on planes. Oh. And then from that point forward, I never did. What? I like The power I, of the mind? Isn't that crazy? I think it was... So first of all, I brought all this ginger tea, ginger bites. But then I thought, like, I, I just can't get sick. Yeah. I cannot get sick. Yeah. And there's just something that totally changed my mind. And then from... And that... The Amazing Race, that was 2011. I haven't gotten sick since on a plane. Wow. The brain is such a powerful thing. Um, Who has a confession for us? I mean, you've really... Wow. Usually people like jump up and they want to confess. Everyone went silent. Except for this girl who I think for the last hour has been like this. (laughs) Don't forget about me. Oh, you have a... Oh. We got it. Yeah, we got it. She's been saying the whole time that she's got a great confession. Okay. It's... Is it... Does it have to do with anal poop or pee? (laughs) Um, yes, that's it's a, yes. a period story. Oh, okay, period story. Great, we love those. Okay, so my First name's all, Kate. Okay, um, so Kate? I was babysitting Kate Lynn. Oh, Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, K A T E. Hi, Caitlin. Oh, Kate. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was babysitting and had a really bad period. Yeah. And didn't have a pad or a tampon, yeah. so I used the pull-up diaper. And it really actually worked. Like, really you well. You a pull-up? Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's almost that. more impressive. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, bu- like buttoned or, like... Oh, it but, had, like, the velcro. But I had to, like, kind of, like, you know, DIY. DIY. Why not? A DIY pull-up. That's, good. that's a great confession, actually. Yeah. yeah, give it up for Caitlin. I like that one. Yeah. I like it. That's, um, That's funny. Very I, resourceful. Yeah, very resourceful. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, okay. But have you heard about my sponsor, Thinks Underwear? <laughs> Which is a great time to take a break for Thinks Underwear. A pull-up um, for adults. Yeah, yeah. It actually feels like real underwear. Um, it does. Brandy, is there someone... Okay. Well, yes. What's your name? Casey? Do you want to... Oh, Stacy. Mm. I feel like I... I who, why can I not see who's talking? What? Yes, please, Cleo. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Cleo. Give it up! Cleo! Wait, the birth to my Ernie. Who's, who was confessing? Oh, you're confessing. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so I used to play volleyball when I was in school. Okay. And I played club volleyball. And this is my mom, Lana. Hi, mom. She's part of the story. Okay, great. So one day I was like, Mom, I'm really sick. I can't go to practice. Yeah. She didn't believe you. Oh, did she not know this story's coming? She's like, oh. She's like, she's like, no, you're going because I used to always fake being sick. Oh, okay. She's like, no, you're going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Mom, I really can't go. No, you're going. So she was like, I'm going to take you. So she took me to practice. And the whole time I was in and out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, like, practice at all. Then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. I went to the bathroom, shit my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea. Yep. And then I, 
she comes to pick me up, and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, Mom, I don't feel good. Just take me home yeah. now. <laughs> so I get in the car, and my mom was carpooling with, for someone. Uh-oh. So I also had a friend with me. Yeah. They were in the back seat. I get in the car, and I was like, Mom, I can't do it. All over the car. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, you warned her. And I didn't know what to do, so we had to roll down the windows the whole way home. How long was the drive? <laughs> it was 45 minutes. Oh. So you, did, you didn't go, like, pat down and wash up your clothes? You just battled through the 45-minute drive? My mom had towels there, and I wiped myself off as best as I could, but that was all I could do. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's traumatic. I, I'm so sorry. It was her fault. Sorry. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Um, oh my I, gosh, that's rough. I feel like does everybody have a bad poop? Story? Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'll just quickly, quickly tell you mine then, because we're all talking. Because we're talking. Please. About but I, when I, um, when I first moved in with my husband, and I was like so in love with them, and we were just dating. Oh yeah. We were driving in the car. We lived in San Diego. We were driving in the car to breakfast. I had to go to the bathroom so bad, and I was like, "It is happening! It is happening right now!" And we, he like pulled up to this garage, and I thought that there'd be a way into the bank, but it was Sunday. So I got out and I was like running in circles and I got back in the car and I was like, oh my God, the doors are locked. I can't get in there. And then I just started crying and then he cried with me. He, I was like, I went, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Was, and he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, oh, so sorry. You're so an angel. While you were like, pooping? Well, I was like right there and oh. I was like, it's happening. But then we like found a place. I ran into the bathroom and oh, so I was like, it. I mean, it was like, you know, barely made it. But like he, Wait, he totally cried angel. with me. I was like, <laughs> oh, Jason, yeah. would you cry with me if I had to miss my pants? <laughs> That's so romantic. That's so funny. <laughs> that is really romantic. <laughs> All right. So if you're like me, you've been looking for thoughtful and unique gifts to give this holiday season. My favorite place to find the most unique gifts to those I love is Society6. Society6 is an online marketplace home to hundreds of thousands of creatives from around the globe. Society6 has a community of 350,000 independent artists from around the world. So you'll find everything from wall art and furniture to home decor and lifestyle accessories. No matter who you're shopping for, like your dad who has everything, or your boyfriend who won't tell you what he wants, you're sure to find a perfectly unique gift for everyone. Giving gifts brings people together. We all know that. And Society6 brings together creatives in the process. I do love getting gifts, so I like it. Who doesn't? But I love giving gifts even more. I want to make sure that people are actually so happy when they get the gifts I've chosen for them. And I know that they will be when I shop on Society6. There are literally millions of designs to choose from. You'll be sure to find something you'll love. Plus, Society6 has a huge array of products. From wall art to throw pillows to yoga mats to phone cases to wrapping paper, it's the go-to place to shop for creative gifts for everyday life. Give a thoughtful and unique gift this holiday season with Society6, and right now you can get 30% off and free shipping when you use my code VINE at s6.co slash VINE. That's s number 6 dot co slash vine promo code vine society six design your every day with art you love should we do one more crowd confession do you guys have a good one i feel like we need one like to really like drive yeah. it home but this better be good does it have to do with poop or pee 
Someone else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what does yours have to do with? Herpes. Great. That's the one. Herpes. I'm sorry, but herpes had to beat out your poop. I'm sorry. But I love you guys. <laughs> hello. Okay. Hello. So this has to do with the first date. Okay. Uh-oh. And the guy I was with didn't... I, we were not vibing together. And needless to say, what I did is I faked herpes so then he, so then he wouldn't kiss me. Ah. I love and it. It was quick and simple and to the point you faked herpes. Yeah, and then a rumor started about it and it was fine in undergrad. Yeah. But we oh, faked herpes. You set yourself up for that I one. did set myself up, but I was like, because yeah. he was a business major, I'm medical. I was like, what is something he's going to have no idea about? So I faked herpes so then he wouldn't kiss me. Wow. I mean, you could have just told him you didn't want to make out. For the dude. You really like, wanted to sell I, that. I like gave him an out. I was like, dude, but I, I, I have herpes. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you can see that. And I was like, but do you understand the medicine for herpes? And he didn't. So well, I, just, I faked I had herpes. What's your name? Lauren. Lauren faked herpes and it made for a great confession today. <laughs> yes! If for anything you went through all of that with all these rumors, it was to tell that story today. Nice. We'll be right back with more Off the Vine. Great therapy. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcastone.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcastone.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one you're listening to off the vine great therapy okay i have a game here game time it's called truth or drink (laughs) now this is a game i've been playing on tour this is how i blessed blake for taking home a vinyl (laughs) which which he he was he drank and then i was like well you you just pretty much admitted it anyway, so thank you. Um, okay, so this is called Truth or Drink. You guys can all play along if you want. Have to. I would wait, like, wait, are we playing this? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, gonna to ask you, I'm going to ask somebody in the crowd, and I'm going to ask Brandy. Okay. I would like to know what you, right here, what's the last thing in your Google search? Ah. Or you can drink if you don't want to tell me, but I prefer... Yeah, yep. go to your Google history... And what's the last thing you Googled? I have to answer this? I gotta look. Oh, she Googled That's a Jersey a, Shore tame. pizzeria. <laughs> That's too tame. That's hilarious. Okay. That's fair. How do you oh, I need find to, your Hey, I need mystery. to get my oh. phone. Where's Jonna? Oh, yeah. Can I get my phone? I'm curious. Wait, where's my phone, too? I need to take pictures of the crowd. We need phones to the stage, please. We We need need our our phones phones to the stage. Um, Okay, Brandy. Mine is really lame. My Google search. I was on Instagram uh, backstage before the show, and I was looking at Dean and Kaylin's freaking, like, romantic Havasu Falls getaway. yeah. Uh, I know, barf, I want to barf And I was like, that looks fun So I googled, like, where do you stay if you want to go hike Lake or, oh. or Havasu Falls oh, thanks. So lame Oh, let's see what mine was, I'm oh scared my gosh. 
It's like super weird porn. You guys. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, history. Mine is so boring. What's Mine's yours? Blizzard. I just put top party songs. Oh. What are the top party songs? Top, that's kind of What's funny. What's number one? <laughs> top party yeah. songs. I'm glad it was that. Yeah, I, I Google some weird stuff. I'm assuming a lot of people do. Mine right? is guy on a turtle head breaking bad. <laughs> because. To, <laughs> oh, yeah, from yesterday. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I saw the guy yeah. from Breaking Bad who's like the guy from the cartel who gets his head chopped off and it's on a turtle in Breaking Bad. I, yeah. I met him at the airport. And so I was like trying to Google his name. That's funny. And it's, I put guy. Yeah. Guy, on, guy yeah, on a turtle. That's funny. <laughs> Anyone? What's yours? Great. Is it funny? Okay. Oh, is this a confession or your Google search? Oh, okay. What was it? That's a good one. Why do wait, I? Wait, always... What was the answer? <laughs> what wait, was the answer? Why do I always poop when I go to Barnes and Noble? Is it because you smell coffee from like the? What is it? The smell of the paper is a laxative. There's no way. A natural laxative. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Wait, do they make the paper smell that way? No, no, no. The paper from the books. Yeah. That's crazy. Like it just gets your system moving. Jono is so bored right now. He's literally like every time I look at him, he's just looking down. Uh, Oh, you don't want me to make eye contact with you. It is ridiculous. All confessions are. Do you got one, Jono? <laughs> if you want a good blowjob later, it better be the, this. Better be good. Oh, Jono has to poop every time he goes into Walmart. Okay, <laughs> that's a great confession. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's natural. Yeah. Um, okay, Brandy. What's up? What is uh, the most embarrassing thing that your boyfriend's ever caught you doing? You know, he lives very far away, thank God. Yeah, but he stays with you when he visits. He does, but I I feel like we're pretty good at... We've been so good at hiding embarrassing things. Like, he has a poop bathroom downstairs, and my poop bathroom is upstairs. Boring. So we don't... Yeah. No, he wishes. He wishes he He caught you. He would love that. She asked if... if if he's ever caught her masturbating, he'd, no, he'd he love that. He would he'd get, he'd be that. into that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. For sure. Uh, he's he's real freaky. He's always me. like he's always like so like the toys that you always talk about. Like, do you oh, have them here? Toys you talk about? What? What toys you talking about? Uh, fake ones I don't really have, but he likes it, so I pretend I have them. <laughs> yeah. And so when he comes when he comes over here from South Africa, he's like so about those toys, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know where they are. Sorry. <laughs> I somehow lost them in my travels. Lost them. That's, I was thinking about this when I was traveling. Uh, my bag get, keeps getting searched. Every time I open the bag, I have like a paper in it that says it's been searched. I'm like, it's a good yeah. thing I don't ha- carry around the toys I with know. me on this tour. Cause, <laughs> I know. Like, well, I mean, they must see some yeah. shit in, when they it. look through that, right? Okay. I mean, I guess somebody should ask me one of these. Ask mm. me one of those questions that you want. I haven't really looked through all of them. I think Cleo or someone came up why, with them. Why are we so poop central on this podcast? It's like there's so much about poop. It's, it's a hot topic. Um, whoa. What's the grossest thing you'd ever put in your mouth? Uh, 
Everyone goes so sexual with that. It's so funny. Uh, the grossest thing mm. I ever put in my mouth. Yep. Okay, I know what it is. Um, oh! <laughs> Whoa. I'm not repeating that. I'm not repeating that. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll drink and then I'll tell you a different I'll drink one. With you. <laughs> that was good. I'm so glad everybody didn't hear that. Uh, okay. The grossest thing I've ever put in my mouth was you guys know my best friend Bree, if you like listen to the podcast. Um, she was feeding her dog once and I was talking about how hungry I was, and she was scooping it was like wet dog food. And she was scooping it into the um, dog dish. And I just wanted to do it for shock value. And I was like, oh, I'm so hungry. And she was like, oh, it's tuna. And so I just took a a chunk of it, like a big one. It was two different discs of food. And I just took it and shoved it in my mouth. What did it taste like? It it didn't taste like tuna, I'll tell you that. It it tasted like um, dog food would smell. Oh, my friends backstage, Evan and Betsy, they got me the, um, what are those jelly beans? The um, bean boozled? Harry Potter? No. That have bad flavors? Yeah, it was a bean boozled. And they were like, so Jason was like, what's that? And he made me taste one. And the first one I tried was canned dog food. I'm like, what is it with canned dog food to me? I don't get it. Okay, last one is for Amy. Ready? Okay. What? You again. <laughs> um, what is the craziest thing you would do for a million dollars? That's not crazy. Okay. <laughs> I would do the sex for a million dollars. I... I'll combine both questions, actually, because okay. I did this for a million dollars. Amazing was, Race? When I was on The Amazing Race. Yeah. So I oh, ate, and it was also the grossest thing that I've ever eaten. Yeah. So we, we were in China, and I, we ran into this little restaurant. We were first at this point. Ran to this little restaurant, and um, they just brought out. The, there was no directions. They didn't tell us what to do because we got there before everybody right. else. So we just sat down. They brought us this plate. They made me tie my hands behind my back. And they were two papayas full of what looked like noodles. Uh-oh. And they said, you can't use your hands. You just have to eat it somehow and like then run to your next clue. So I just stuck my face in it, ate through all this stuff. Later Worms. on, found out that it was um, frog fallopian tubes. Frog fallopian tubes. And, and then, then the worst part is then the producers came in and said, sorry, guys, we did it wrong. That was actually for Daniel to do. And I was like, no. So we both do it. So then all this, I know. We were actually on the show. We were so early, Daniel and I, to some of the places that they wouldn't be set up yet. So then we'd have to, like, you guys do were that it again. Good. What? Yeah. Oh, TV tricks, guys. TV TV stuff, yeah, for sure. TV tricks are so, especially in that circumstance when you're having to eat frog fallopian tubes again. Like, what? have to do it. Yeah. Wait, that's so, I'm glad I asked you that one because yeah. you ate frog fallopian tubes for a million dollars. I did, I did, and for a million dollars. Yeah. And it was, um, it, it actually wasn't as bad as you would think. It was, it was bad to know what it was. Yeah. But it kind of just tasted like salty noodles, like huh. salty, yeah. I kind of want some. I, I, like I kind of want to try you know, actually, it. Actually, yeah. they're a delicacy. I, I like them. They are? Yeah. Oh, I ate, I've had frog legs before. Yeah. This is so stupid, but my dad used to make funny jokes and be like, I'll have a frog leg sandwich and make it snappy. 
And he'd always tell, that's where I get my humor from, clearly. All right, let me tell you about one of my favorite brands, a new brand from the co-founder of Jimmy Choo. It's next generation luxury footwear by Tamara Mellon. This company is redefining luxury and breaking rules. Their shoes are handcrafted in Italy in the same factory as other luxury designers. No retailers, instead delivering direct to women. Plus complimentary shoe care with every purchase. Everything is guaranteed with repairs up to two years and free shipping and returns and no limit when you can return either. Their fit quiz makes it super easy to find your size based on other brands you wear and celebs like Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, Michelle Obama and Gwyneth Paltrow are already fans of the brand. So get on board shop com slash vine for a hundred dollars off your first pair through the end of December. Use code vine at checkout. That's T-A-M-A-R-A. M-E-L-L-O-N dot com slash fine. Okay, I think we have some some Q&As to do. So should we bring out Jason and Raman? Have to. You got some Q&As for us, Mr. Jason Michael Tardock? Oh. Raman. This is a great crowd, by the way. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you, you guys are. You guys are awesome. You guys are a really great crowd. I really appreciate your like energy, but also listening and then cheering at the right times. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Ramen, I love you guys. <laughs> Were you talking to me? Here, Ramen, come here. I'll take them while you answer the question. Okay. All right. So first question was from Liv, and Liv is 24, and Caitlin, you're 34. So what Liv wants to know... She, okay. she did position that in her question. Okay. If you were looking back at your 24-year-old self, what oh. would you tell that person? Would you do things differently? What are your thoughts? Uh, my 24-year-old self, I would definitely, definitely d- tell myself to do things differently or be like, what are you doing? But at the same time, it totally led, to me, led me to where I am. Because I, when I was 24, I literally was so pumped if I had $5 in my bank because that mean I didn't like go into debt. Um, I was living in like a teeny tiny little 400 square foot apartment. I like, I was just like a partier, but I danced really hard during the week. I worked at a restaurant. I really had no plans for my future. Uh, I was just like, I'm always going to figure this out. I'll just, I'm going to figure it out. Even when I like needed to make rent, I would just be like, well, I'll take up an extra bartending shift. And I would just like hustle. I just, if I had $5, I was like, I'm living, I am killing it right now. Um, so at 24, I just, honestly, I, I, I can't say I would go back and tell myself to do something differently, even though I probably should have been doing something different. But I just always kind of, it's, it's bad advice because it worked for me, but it might not work for somebody else. So what, what is your passion right now? Jason. Back the f*** up. <laughs> oh, you're a personal trainer. Oh. So, so you really like fitness and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, I honestly like... I mean, you have a passion. No, no, you make people feel better. That's, and you can tell you're very passionate about that. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, look, you're so cute. You're, do, you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. You're doing better than I was at 24. So there's, there's hope for everybody. Honestly, I feel like you could circle back to what Amy said earlier with that too, is that you just the sooner you can t- come to terms with the fact that everything is temporary, good things and bad, yeah. I think that's so important to remember in your early 20s because that's when things feel 
like they're so bad or you're so far behind your friends who are so far ahead of you or whatnot. But yeah. if you can just and remember you like social media, every, yeah, everything is temporary. Things are going to change all the time. And uh, just keep that in mind. I yeah, think I agree. Sure, yeah. For sure. Great addition, Brandy. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, the, uh, the only thing I'll add, too, is that you said you just thought you'd figure it out. One thing that you didn't give yourself credit for at a young age, Caitlin wrote down all of her long and short-term plans of what she wanted out of life, right? So you, you knew you wanted to host a radio show. You said you wanted to be the female version of Ryan Seacrest. You wanted to own your own companies, right? So in my opinion, the takeaway, I think, for everyone is right now, there's only like 4% of people have short and long-term goals. So like it, to Brandy's point, I think it's okay not to know, yeah. but it's not okay okay to at least have an idea of like where you want to go and yeah. that's something you did right I think I, I did a really cool podcast with uh, Ben Nempton from The Buried Life and he he talks about just the importance of writing things out or having visions which I know you're you're um, a believer in too and, and just actually manifesting things and writing things out and, and just having an idea even if they're small or big of just what you want to do and, and actually just believing in those things and, and seeing them in front of you and I put mine up on my wall in my little apartment every day I looked at them in the mirror so it's a it's yeah. a really powerful thing to do. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great answer. All right, so we're going to go from, like, serious to fun, mixing a little bachelorette. We'll get a little fun here. Chris Harrison. All right, so they have a question about when Chris Harrison isn't, when you don't see him. Like, he comes and goes, he hands out roses. But, like, what is behind the scenes with Chris Harrison? Like, how is he involved? Well, he's like one of that. the producers that a lot of people don't know that. So he's actually going back into, like, the little, they have these, oh, it's a dark place. This room where you like go back and all the monitors are there. And they have every they just have like a bunch of different monitors and they're watching what each person is doing and saying and it's crazy. And so he goes back into that room with all the monitors and all the producers so that he's he's very aware of what's going on. He doesn't just come in and do his thing. He's actually very involved and, and very invested in every single like when I found out when I came from the Bachelor to Bachelorette my eyes were open to so many things that they saw that I didn't know they saw. And I was like, you guys must think I'm nuts. Like, I, I didn't even know I was mic'd sometimes. They could hear everything I said. Like, I would go to the bathroom with my mic on. They'd be like, yeah, we'd have to, like, pull out our earpieces. Like, they, I didn't realize they were, like, listening to your every move. And as a bachelorette, I looked back and I was like, oh, man. Ugh, I did some weird shit. Uh, but yeah, Chris Harrison's very very involved, yeah. 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 Funny story, I had a, a lunch with a guy I might do a business deal with, and we're talking about things. He just had a kid. His kid's six. And he's like, you know, I thought I was going to tell my child life advice, be a doctor, be an accountant, be a dentist. No. I am going to put together a highlight reel of Chris Harrison's life, and I'm going to tell my son, be exactly what this guy's doing, because he's got the best job in the world. He, has he really does job. have a good job. All right. So we're going to get a little bit more serious here. This question is for Amy. And the question is, at your darkest time, what did you do to overcome to be where you are today? Gosh, you know, visualize actually. Yeah. So I've just always been a huge um, daydreamer. Like it, that's just the way my brain works. Is I have to see myself doing something. But mm -hmm. what's amazing is if you see yourself do it, but you feel it. You can't just be like, oh, that would be cool one day. You have to actually feel like it is happening right now. Then everything at, like would come together and yeah. would happen. For example, I many years ago. So after I lost my legs, I remember flipping through magazines thinking 
It would be so cool to see somebody with a prosthetic leg in this magazine or to just see a model and then find out she has a prosthetic leg. And then now I, I did the women's health cover. She's on the, the cover of Women's yeah. Health magazine. Yeah. yeah. It's such yeah. a gangster photo, and, too. I mean, that took a really long time, yeah. but I thought that was something that I like saw and visualized and kind of put out there, and whether that made me kind of secretly work towards that yeah. and like plant seeds or whatever it is, it all, like every single vision I ever had, even if it started abstract, would start to work itself out and become more defined, and then I would be like, that is not just, that's not what I'm doing, that's, no, that's not what I want to be, that's who I am, like, mm-hmm. that's not what I want to do, that's what I am doing today, yeah. and I think when you like vocalize it too, when you tell people around you, like, okay, so what are you up to, and you're like, I'm writing a book. That's what I said before I even wrote my book. And really? then I wrote my book. It made me like accountable to write my book. You know, and then That's Yeah, awesome. and then it's written in languages across the world and then it's what? But like you have to like put it out there, you know? Yes. Like you can't just you keep do. your goals and your dreams to yourself. I think when you put it out there, your friends can kind of conspire to make it happen. The universe does its, you know, magical stuff. I definitely believe in that. And then, and then it happens. I definitely in, in believe in that. In one way or another. What is, uh, what is your book called, and, and how can people find it? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> talking about my book. No, it's called On My Own Two Feet, um, From Losing My Legs to Learning the Dance of Life. And um, I wrote it in six weeks. What? Yeah, and I was given a six-week deadline, and I went from, so in one year, in 2014, that was like the craziest year of my life. Like, I checked off every bucket list thing I could have. So 2014, I won um, a Paralympic medal, then almost won Dancing with the Stars, then went on a speaking tour with Oprah, then wrote a book. It became a New York Times bestseller. Jesus. And then I got married, then I bought a house. I, like, literally in, like, a year, like, so your it all book- is Jimmy Jam packed yeah. with a lot of good shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, but really, like writing my book was like this goal, this dream. I used to say someday I'm going to write my book. Like I hope to write my book. I'm trying to write my book. And then I just hit a point where I was like, no, I'm writing this thing, and it's going to be written by the end of the year. And I don't care if I have to lock myself in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. I'm going to get this done. And then I kind of started telling people that. And then I got a book deal with Harper Collins. And then I was given a six week deadline. And then Holy it was shit. like, I set this shit up, so I need to deliver. And that then is it's good. Just, That's a good thing to say is, that yeah. is putting it out there to hold you accountable for doing it. Yeah. That's cool. And then you do it, and you realize, like, I don't know, like, the hardest things you ever do in your life, the hardest, most stressful are usually the ones that bring you the most joy. Yeah. You know, eventually. So, Write that down. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. good. I like that a lot. Amazing. Yeah. So cool. That's a beautiful thing. All right. So a few weeks ago on the podcast, I had mentioned my anxiety. It left me laying on the floor of my house, not wanting to even talk to Jason until it passed. Sometimes I I just need it to pass. I feel like I talk about my anxiety pretty often because it's something I deal with almost on a daily basis. It's a big part of my life. And when I feel my anxiety coming on, I usually look for ramen. Well, now Pino as well. But ramen has really been one of the only things that has kept me calm when I feel the pain or worry in my chest, when my heart starts beating super fast. And that's what an emotional support animal does. After opening up about this sensitive part of my life, Madison, who is actually on my podcast team, shared with me about her anxiety and how difficult it was to get her dog, Eleanor, an ASA letter. Because while therapy is essential to 
mental health, it's also difficult to come by for a lot of people. So certipet.com has a solution for that, and it's offering you all 15% off your evaluation with code VINE. Ramen is my emotional support animal, and I wanted to help Madison make Eleanor her emotional support animal, too. So we did some research online, and I came across Certipet, which is a telehealth company. It connects you with a licensed therapist who does mental health evaluation and issues a clinical treatment plan. So you have to qualify, and if you qualify after your session, then you can have the documentation necessary for your pet to be an ESA within 48 hours. These are typically letters from a licensed mental health professional. So I take this seriously. And if you guys are struggling with mental health issues and want to see if you qualify for an ESA, get connected with a therapist online now by heading to certapet.com slash vine. That's C-E-R-T-A-Pet.com slash vine and use code vine at certapet.com for 15% off your evaluation. All right. So we're going to go to women owned businesses. We have a couple women owned uh, business owners out there. Awesome who have questions about the number one piece of advice you have for a woman that is starting her business and taking a detour out of her career. I know we have two women here that with great story. There were two teachers and they just weren't feeling what they wanted to feel out of their career. And they took a detour and started up a wine bar here in Phoenix. So it's a great story. Oh yeah. Um, I think I met them backstage, but I don't think they're here anymore. Cause I think they had to go to a wedding. Oh no, you still here. Oh, just kidding. They're still here. What is the place called again? Jenny Wine, Arizona. They had they had spade and sparrows there last night. It's awesome. Um, well, I mean, uh, mine was kind of a different story just because I really like had I, I was lucky enough to have a platform. But I think what my what my what I like to say is that I didn't just come off the show and be like, oh, I'm going to do this and put it, I'm going to try and make people buy all this shit. Like I I found out what my passion was, what I really love to do wine um and i just like i really put all of my energy into just the the couple things that i really loved instead of just like spreading myself too thin with a bunch of different deals that were coming my way but so my situation's a little bit different because i was blessed with a platform that i did work hard for but um i would like to hear your perspective on that because you've started your own organization with your husband which is really cool yeah yeah i think you know, so much goes back to, like, we try, we try to find our passion. We try to find our purpose. A lot of times we're looking outside of ourselves. And, like, I didn't become successful until I really just embraced who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, who I was. Like, I have prosthetic legs. And when I started kind of sharing that and sharing my story, that's what kind of helped my speaking career take off. And then I was trying to figure out how to snowboard again. And then we decided to start our organization, Adaptive Action Sports, to help others snowboard as well. And so that was already something that I was doing. I was trying, you know, we were developing that for me, but then created it for a bunch of other people as well. And we were able to actually get snowboarding into the Paralympics, which then really launched my career. It was really interesting. But we were just doing what, um, what, well, I was doing what I was just... I was kind of sharing what I was already doing. Yeah. And I think that's when people become their most successful. I agree. It's like you have to you, you have to believe in what you're doing because then other people feed off yeah. that. Like if I was trying to hustle like f***ing juice. Yeah. People would be like, I'm not buying that. Like, yeah. you, you know, like, like you, you can't you can't be like, I'm doing this for money or that yes. sounds cool. Or it's like, who like, really, who are you? And yeah. for me, like, it's just crazy to think that, like, I could do what I've done in my life. I went from let me tell you guys, I went from welfare because I went from. Oh, it makes me want to cry. Hold on. Aww. 
you can cry. This is what, this is a safe place. Okay, so it makes me want to cry. I went from, you know, losing both of my legs and, like, living totally under the system. And, like, I mean, I made, like, 700 bucks a month. That was when my husband and I were together for, like, 10 wow. years. And I believed so deeply in myself that I had something more to share, mm-hmm. that I decided to step away from that, which was hard to do because I had a kidney transplant. Prosthetic legs are $30,000. I needed that. Like, that's why. I was on welfare, I needed that money to survive. Yeah. Thank you. But I, thank you. Uh, It is. uh, But I am. I, I believed so deeply there was more to share and that I wanted to share with the world. And all it was was sharing who I was and what I went through and realizing that so many other people connected with challenges and obstacles. And it literally, like, now, I, you know, it's amazing what I'm able to I travel the world, and I, you know, I live the life of my dreams, and I make, you know, great money. And it's like, just and by... And you help a lot of people. Well, and just by kind of embracing and not hiding the things that make me feel weak or the things that make me feel vulnerable. And I feel like... Thank you. <laughs> but I think... We all have that, you yes, know? That's exactly. what's important. It's like, I don't want you guys to sit back and go, okay, she's amazing, whatever. I want you guys to see that in yourselves. Like, yes. we all have a story, and we all have something to share, and it truly is embracing your uniqueness, and that's what makes you beautiful, and there's a place for every one of us in the world, and, and you, nobody can do what you do. Like, yeah. nobody will ever replace you. Like, you are supposed to be here. There's something you're supposed to do, and it's not outside of you. It's inside of you. And that, that's really beautiful because I think you're so motivated by who you are and not by and that's it's important advice to everyone business or just in life is you're motivated motivated by who you are and not by like money or what you want people to think you are or anything else you're, you're motivated by who you are and I think that will take you everywhere you need to go in life yeah. you're just such, you're such a beautiful human being I just love you well it's the wine no I mean I get it I get it but no it's your heart so <laughs> I don't I don't think we can end a Q&A better than that answer I know I mean, I think it's, it's really I mean just every just listening to you speak or just who you are it's really beautiful and I, I think you do motivate other people to be who they are and obviously I like to bring people on the podcast that can do that and it's it's really fun to have you know bachelor people and like other reality people and uh, it's fun to have people like that on the show but it's 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 this is what I want people to take away from this podcast a lot of the time so really cool i really appreciate you being here and doing that live and i really really love you guys for for listening and being such a great crowd because yeah you guys are amazing. you guys are you guys are amazing i just really cool. are you are you guys i mean i'm hoping a lot of you are vinos but are yeah just the most supportive um, people that are just always so like the best energy so supportive anyone that comes on the podcast and like whatever story they have or whether it's like Blake being a f- boy or like people like get behind whatever it is that the guests come on for and it's really it's really cool to see because it's like there's really not cool. a lot of judgment in, in this community which I yeah. just absolutely love so I love all of you guys so much Jason, do you need any more wine or? Do, yeah, we're we're all feeling good here. We're all feeling guys, good. Did you guys have a good time? Are you feeling boozy? I like the shirt back there. Support day drinking. Let's go. Yeah.
it. Thank you guys all so much for coming out here. Thanks for listening to Off the Vine, Grape Therapy. Tune in to hear new mini-sodes every Thursday. And check out new full-length episodes every Tuesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Who's that with OTV? This week's Grape Therapy is sponsored by Amazon Originals. Watch the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel December 6th only on Amazon Prime Video. Mercari, finally an app that makes you money. Check out Mercari and lighten the load this holiday. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. LaCroix, enjoy LaCroix sparkling water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. For a full list of retailers, visit www.lacroixwater.com. Society 6, give thoughtful and unique gifts this holiday season with Society 6. You can get 30% off and free shipping when you use my code VINE at s6.co slash VINE. Tamara Mellon. Shop tomorrowmelon.com slash vine for $100 off your first pair through the end of December. Use code vine at checkout.